0: Hey, welcome to the Work in Progress podcast. I'm your host AJ Bove, and it's Thursday, the twenty fifth of the twenty fifth of February. What's going on? How are you? I sold some hand sanitizer today. Woo! How about that? Can you believe it? We have for our product Cerberus Safety, uh, Cerberus Safety products. That's what that's our new hand sanitizer line at Eitan Industries, and uh, and you know. The thing about sanitizer is, uh, you know, it looked a lot better several months ago, and now, you know, it's it's like the GameStop stock, right? I guess it's kind of going back up now, but really, it's kind of like the GameStop stock, but we got a little bit late to the game. We didn't move as quick as we probably needed to, you know? We saw an opportunity before I got there, and we were like, hey sanitizer let's freaking buy it people are gonna need it this is the new warfare biological they're killing everyone with sanitizer we'll be capitalizing on the fear you know let's do it you know i don't know i don't know if we really thought about capitalizing on fear but we definitely did think that it'd be an opportunity for the future and we bought a bunch of it and we haven't sold much of it really not it's it's actually i don't want to say it's embarrassing but uh, it's really not looking good you know what i mean it's not turning out how we thought it would turn out so we had a sale today and very interestingly enough it was um well i guess i shouldn't even be maybe talking about it because the sale didn't even go through yet so i don't want to jinx myself but you know what i'm happy about it because i sent the quote out it's a it's a personal contact, friend of ours, but also that company is kind of suing us for other things and other businesses. And that's something that's interesting to me because here's, you know, businesses, they're so big and there's so many different parts to businesses, you know, so it's like a person, you know, there's so many different aspects of their personality. They can hang out with some people and be cool, but then another person they're not cool with. And maybe those two people are actually friends. So you get it kind of right. There's different elements to different businesses and you know, they're really not happy with one element of our business. But then the other side of things, they're happy to buy some sanitizer from us. So if we could just save or swap the sanitizer for the lawsuit, maybe we could, uh, you know, I'll be happy here. So I was happy about that. That was a big win for us today. Um, you know, something that, you know, I, I don't know, it just wasn't, it's not moving very well, the sanitizer and, You know any little any little victory is gonna be celebrated now that now is that victory gonna make a dent in our inventory not quite but you know what it's nice it's a positive thing and like I said before the company that I'm working for we're in a turnaround you know that's why my mentor is there that's why he brought me on to help lead the charge to change the uh, the tides you know so we're celebrating the small victories and we had a nice little small victory today we also Had a slightly larger victory for Ramp Armor. I sold a hundred sheets to a company, and now they're a, um, a customer of ours. So that feels good. That's like the first customer that I brought on myself. You know, I mean, there's been customers before I got there, but this is mine. You know, I'm the person who signed up their new customer form and everything like that. And it felt good. It felt good to be in control in this situation because. It had been something that we'd been talking about them uh talking with them about buying sheets and supplying sheets. Again, if you're new to the podcast, the sheet is the is the product I sell. It's it's a sheet of ramp surfacing. It's a four by eight piece of you know, I don't need to get into it, give you away all the secret sauce, but it's a piece of it's a sheet, you know. It's a sheet and that's what people skateboard on. So we've been in talks with them about supplying their their skate park with our sheets for their big competitions. Well, COVID did its thing and bumped back the competition, of course, but you know, we, we kept communication open. We donated the sheets for whenever the competition is. It's down in their park. And then part of that deal was that they were going to buy some for their shop so that whenever people would buy our sheets in, in Florida, they could be down there and wouldn't have to pay the shipping on it. So, you know, we, um, we set up that deal and it was a long time because, you know, someone got sick with COVID and then someone went on vacation and then we just didn't talk for a while. So, you know, these business deals, man, they take a long time. That's what I'm learning. And it felt good to go into the call and I was like, Hey, let's review where we were at. Let's pull up the last email. I set it all up and I'm like, all right. And I led the conversation. It was me and the two guys that are now our customers, you know, and I didn't get the sales manager involved because he doesn't, he doesn't need to be involved in it. He doesn't want to be involved in it. I talked to him about, we game planned a little bit and he trusts me. Right? So we got it done. We did the deal and it just felt good to be the person leading that conversation because as the salesman. my boy jordan Belfort, right he tells you you got to be the the expert right you got to be the one to to know everything about it and i knew everything about where we had left off because i went back and looked at the different the different emails and it felt good to just be in command of that conversation and i think the work that we had done before i laid it out very clearly in an email so their choice was pretty obvious as what they should do right So I felt good about it. I was like, all right, let's start here. We'll talk about this sponsorship deal. Did you guys get what you needed to get or do we need to do more? I just want to make sure that we did that right. Because listen, I know what our system says. We were supposed to send them 100 sheets of material for their park. Our system shows that we only sent 84. Now, I don't know if that's a system error or we actually sent 84 or whatnot, but I wanted to get ahead of it, right? So I'm like, hey, make sure, count your inventory, make sure that it's right because there might be an an error on our part. We might have to send some more product down to you. So I was getting in front of that because I do think that we did not send down enough sheets. But if I get ahead of it and I and, and I just address it then, you know what, it's a little bit expected. They're not going to get mad about it. And then I go, "All right, well, let's talk about the retail. You guys were down to, you know, a 4 a 4x8 four sheet or a 4x10 sheet. You guys didn't know how many of each you wanted. <clears throat> I gave you the price points for each. So here you go. And they're like, "Yeah, we're going to get the 100 of 4x8." That was kind of, you know, your email made it pretty clear that that's going to be the better choice to go with. And I'm like, thank you. Yep, that makes sense. Now, we didn't get as much money on it, I don't think. Um, but also, it, it cost us more to get the, the other, the 10-foot sheets made anyway. So, it was it was better for everyone in the long run and better for the relationship. So, that was that. I was happy about that. So, I had a few wins this week. And, and that was nice. And let me tell you about another win. Now, th- this is more of an intercompany win. So, you know, I- I'm dealing with these customers, right, for Ramp Armor, these skate park builders and and people who build ramps for skateboarders. And they want different things, right? They Everyone wants to make their life easier. And as a salesman, that's my job, to make their lives easier, right? So, as a, as a customer of ours, their job is to build a ramp as fast as they can and as well as they can, and then, You know they want their customers to buy more sheets and buy more ramps and they want to be educating their customers so they can know like, Hey, I like what he sells because I know it's a good product. So a customer um recently reached out to me and they were like hey can we maybe see about doing some different types of manufacturing to make our lives as builders a little bit easier maybe cut you know cutting sheets to a different size maybe drilling some holes here and doing some different things we think it would make our lives easier even if we have to pay a little bit more it might save us a little bit more in the long run so let's see what we can do and i go all right cool listen i'm not an engineer here so let me talk to some people on my team and and we'll go from there now let me tell you something when you're talking to someone on the phone or even just an email or they see the website or whatever, they don't know how professional of an organization you are. I mean, it happens with Oderex a lot. I mean, not that we're an unprofessional organization, but if you look at our, our website, it looks good. If you look at our product, it looks good. Everything looks good, we sound good, we have a really nice email signature. I actually haven't figured out how to fi- you know put that on my email yet, um, but I'm too afraid to, to tell the other guys in my company because I don't want them to think like, what the heck you been sending all these emails without it for? I should just sack up, but anyway, so I tell them, like, let me talk to the team, let me talk to the engineers, and we'll see what we can do. So one of the things they wanted, you know, like I said, a few different engineering things, and then they wanted a spec sheet, which is basically, you know, the specifications on the product. They want to know how strong it is, you know, different things that would be relevant to skateboarding. I think for us, the, the water absorption of our sheets, uh, the friction, how strong it is, the weight it can hold, things like that, you know and we don't have that currently made because well we make other products right and we have spec sheets for that and we have spec sheets for similar products that we've been able to send out to people but we don't have one specifically branded for ramp armor and the problem with that and i'll kind of take a step out of this little story for a second the problem with that is people don't know how high quality our product really is so if we give someone a price point of let's just say you know hundred and thirty dollars they think oh man that's pretty expensive and then they look at another company and let's say it's hundred and ten dollars they're gonna say well the, the, the as far as i can tell they're about the same right because this company they have all their specs up and they have pictures and whatnot and it looks really good and then this company well it's a little bit more expensive and they don't really have much of an online presence i mean they have an instagram it's kinda it's it's okay you know their website is okay I don't understand why their price is so high. So I'm just going to go with the, the cheaper company. Now if they knew that our prices were high because our product is better and it lasts longer, then I think they'd be a little bit more willing to buy. And I have a whole list, an Excel sheet of like probably 50 or 60 names and email addresses of people that I have sent quotes to. As a salesman, I, they, they email me and they say, hey, how much how much for this to, to send to here? And I'm like, all right, I'll tell you. And most of the time, they don't respond. Of, let's say I have 50 of them I bet four have responded and it's been price drops and I don't want to lose that money that way right like I'm, I'm happy to get a sale any way I can as long as we're not losing money on the on the sale obviously right and the cost of goods sold but I don't want to lose that money that way right I'd rather spend some money on a marketing plan or at least some type of education to get our customers knowing like hey this is a this is more expensive because it's a better product and it's worth it. But my company, you know, we're in a turnaround mode so money's a little bit tight and management doesn't really want to spend that money on the marketing, which I get. I understand that. It's frustrating, but you know what? At the end of the day, I understand it. They're the boss and that's how it is. So I got to get creative other ways. So one of those other ways is this spec sheet. They want spec sheets, right? So we can say with science this is how strong our sheet is. Now sure, maybe other companies or, you know individual buyers and whatever they won't know to look at that they won't know what the numbers mean if they're in a certain type of unit i don't know but at least we'll have that and i'll be able to say we're one step closer to identifying why our price is where it's at because our sheet is a higher quality product so there's uh there's two people i'm dealing with here one person for the engineering things and one person for the spec sheet and i'm calling both people as soon as I get the email, I'm like, I'm calling them. I'm leaving them a message. We work at the same company. I mean, we're in different buildings. They're right down the street, but we work at the same company. And I'm calling. I'm emailing. No one's answering. I'm getting frustrated. I send an email again, and I, and I copy the owner and, and the consultant to say, hey, you know, are you seeing this? Because you're not responding, and I want the owners to see it now because I want to get you in trouble. Because and I don't even, I, don't, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to get you in trouble. I just want you to respond so we can get this done because it just seems like a no brainer. And I'm over here thinking that these people are ignoring me when in reality, just recently, the other day, I go over to the facility where they work, which is right down the street. I could have done this, you know, I should have done this before. But I didn't, but now I did, and I go over there, and I get the one guy getting out of his car, and I felt like I was on TMZ. You know, I was like, excuse me, excuse me, sir, do you know I've been trying to email you for the last three days? And it was a five-minute conversation, not even. It was literally probably, it was honestly probably a minute and a half of a conversation. And I just asked him, what do you need from me? What size sample do you need to run these tests? And he just told me, and that was that. And then I went inside, and I talked to the other girl who's in charge of the, the more engineering type things and we went through the list and actually as soon as I sent her the email that day she called me and I'm like hey I've been trying to call you it doesn't matter I was there we were going over it she gave me some good insight she gave me the next person to talk to it's like GTA so many things in business are just like GTA I think so many things in life are like GTA if you don't know GTA is, Grand Theft Auto it's a video game where you go around and kill people and have missions but you also rob banks and you do different things so I I say that it's similar because you do something, you talk to, you're faced with a challenge, a mission, a problem, whatever it may be, and then you have to go and talk to someone, and then they're gonna tell you something, and they might not give you the answer you want, but they might be able to say, you know what, talk to this person next, and then you gotta go run and chase and talk to the next person, and then maybe they give you the answer they want, or maybe they tell you to talk to another person. I don't know, but that's what I mean. It's it's you just have to keep going for it, right? You have to just connect those pieces. And and in a, in a big organization sometimes and I mean in the company I work for is not a huge organization, but there's like 130 employees, sometimes communication can can be dropped. And you know, I went and talked to my sales manager because that's the person that I ultimately ended up with him answering some of these questions so I could send a thoughtful email back and he's like hey yeah the, the guy that you were emailing about the spec sheet you know he doesn't work on Mondays and then he was out of town because he has a house in Florida we actually contract him out so he's not even technically an employee and then he got sick and he also has a house up in Indiana the state we work in northeastern North Ohio so I'm like oh this guy's just all over the place and it's not his fault. It's not like he was purposely missing my emails, purposely ignoring my calls. He just probably never even saw him. You know, he probably just didn't have a chance to look at it. So here I am. And then then the the other girl, she called me. She called me when I was coming over. And then I walked in the door. She's like, "Hey, I just called you." And I'm like, "Well, I'm here now." And just like that, you know, these two people that I thought were not out to get me, but I thought that they were ignoring. You know, to be honest, the one person I did think he was a little bit out to get me. Because just in the past, he, he wasn't, I don't know, he's kind of, from what I, the very small interaction I've had with him, and it's not fair to judge someone on this small interaction, right? But the small interaction I've had with him, he's been kind of a, an earn your stripes type of guy, you know? And as, as the young new guy, right, I felt like maybe he was challenging me a little bit. How many, you know, I'm going to make this guy work. I'm going to make him send me a few more emails before I give him what he wants. And that just wasn't the case at all. That was not the case at all. So I learned that, and I'm happy, and we got that done. So that's that. So, you know, it's just I enjoy it. You know, you learn, you, you grow, and that's what what it is. So now moving on to Odorex, we are, like I was saying last week, I think, we're just in the sales mode, baby. We're just trying to get gloves on hands, and we're doing it any way we can. You know, we we launched in, I guess, early October, late September, and we've been just trying to do marketing and trying to get the word out. But to do marketing, you really need a full-fledged big boy budget. And as a startup company, we don't quite have that, you know. We had our seed money, which is nice, and we've done good with that. We've There's a lot of costs when you start up a business, you know. But we were doing some marketing. We were hoping that people would catch on and start buying it and whatnot. But, you know, we had some small success. But now we're really getting to the point where we're just going to start reaching out the stores and we're going to start trying to get them to buy in bulk, get those wholesale deals, you know, get our real customers, the recurring orders. And what we're seeing is, and it's an interesting process, it's, and it makes sense, you know, it's nothing earth shattering, but we talk to the store, we give our pitch, we give them a glove to sample, they try it out a little bit, they like it, they don't like it, they make a buy and it is what it is. And we're seeing that process. And if you look at our, our, um, our profit and loss statement month by month over the past several months, Our sample expense, I think in, well, I guess the number, let let me put it in numbers. In September, for the past like six months, let's say the number of gloves we've given away as a sample or sold, I guess, but most of them have been samples. It was like 50, we started out real strong, and then it was like 27, 6, 8, I don't know what happened in those two months, and then this month is like almost 30, And it's, and it's, you know, I know I I didn't count six out there, but you see, it's, you know, you're going up and down. And now this month, most of those samples have not been to individuals. They've been to stores and influencers. So what we're going to hope that we see is that is the investment right there to get a sale. Because, you know, you can market all you want. Like in any situation when you're selling, like to get the word out, whatever it is, it's going to take time, right? You got to stack the wood properly in the fire and kind of put some, some newspaper in there to get it going, right? So that's what we're doing. We're just lighting the newspaper and we were trying to light the newspaper with some marketing efforts and we had some Instagram and we had some different advertising. But you live and you learn those advertising dollars that we spent maybe just weren't the best dollars we could spend. And we didn't know that at the time. We thought we were doing well. The people we were working with were nice. They, they knew what they were doing, kind of, but they, they were just doing what we were telling them to do. And we didn't quite really know what we were doing. So we're learning. And now we're hoping to see that us lighting the fire with giving samples to stores where we want them to buy, that's what we're hoping is going to ignite this flame. So it's interesting. You know, we had a big list. I know I had a big list of, of like 50 soccer stores. No, it was probably more than that. It was probably like... 65 soccer stores I called them all in one day and I got like 13 people to to get an email address I sent six samples out and then I followed up with those emails I think I sent out another six samples and now we're just seeing what happens but another thing we were doing is we were talking to people for partnerships and we were talking Marcus and I were talking with a guy from a, um, a sports league that's in one of our core sports I don't need to name names and he was such a genuine guy, and we were having such an authentic, um, transparent conversation. And that really, it didn't open my eyes, because I always know that transparency and authenticity are just two things that really, really can be sensed, they can be, you know, they can be sniffed out, and they are certainly appreciated when they are present. And we were having this conversation with this guy, and he was kind of telling us a little bit about how they're growing their their programs and how they think that they could help us. And we were just honest, like, hey, we're just a pretty – you know, we're a startup company. We launched a few months ago. We don't have a ton of inventory, but there might be something that we could do here. And the thing that I really liked was that just he knew where we were at because sometimes when you get in these situations where you're dealing with – Companies that are, you know, just much bigger because we're a small fish right now. I mean, we're just trying to. I wouldn't even say we're a fish. We're still maybe a maybe a little tadpole or a guppy. Say we're a guppy right now. We're we're not tadpoles anymore. We're not incubating. We're guppies. We're tiny little fish. So we got a little guppy and we're dealing with a big boy. So is that the name for a big fish? A big boy? I guess fish could be girls, right? How do fish reproduce? All right, this is not the old work in progress. Sorry. Anyway he knew where we were at right so he didn't try to sell us some big hey here's what we can do we can put you in our xyz for you know thirty thousand dollars and it's just like that's not what we can do you know it's just not what we can do and then sometimes what happens is and i think this happened a little bit with the the deal with that other league that we were going to maybe get into that got delayed with with covid is i think we were a little bit trying to put on a little bit of a front like hey we're a little bit more legit than you think and I think that, that would have eventually come back to bite us. So with this guy, we're just being honest. And it was a really good conversation. And we sent him some gloves. And we'll see what happens. It takes time, you know. It takes time. Speaking of time, we're sending some gloves to stores on consignment. We're trying to get that deal going. Now, the thing with consignment is it takes time, right? And the salesman we were dealing with, I shouldn't say dealing with, the salesman who was on our team who was dealing with the store, he was asking us, like, do you want to do this consignment deal? And I'm like, absolutely, because right now we're giving out gloves for free as samples. They're not going to be sold. These are sample expenses. And now we have an opportunity where we can send out gloves with the chance of getting money back in the future. And I said, absolutely. Now, the thing that I also said was we can't just do this just to do it. We need to do the consignment to gain something out of it like better rates. We sell our glove for uh, $24.99. You can find that on the website. Obviously, we have some wholesale price. Stores want their price. We want our price. It is what it is. People want, you know, the margins that they want. We get it. We're a small company, so we're not going to be big dogging anyone here, but we're not going to be walked on. So he was like, do you want to do the consignment? And I'm like, yeah, but only if it can be used as leverage. It's like, all right, well, we can do consignment, but you're going to pay our price. And that's how you leverage it, right? Because we're cool with that. And that's a win all around for us at this point, especially because we're getting the glove out on stores. We're going to see how it does. We've gotten it where we want it to be on the shelf at a store. This is a huge win for us, and and, and and we'll get our price that we want. So I don't see why that's a bad deal. Sure, we're giving up inventory for now that could be money right now, but it's not like our inventory is flying off the shelves. So we just got to do something to move it, right, and then we'll see what happens. And the thing is, you know, when Marcus and I were doing our presentation a few weeks ago, For Score, which is you you can check it out on YouTube, the story of Odorex. If you look up uh, Youngstown Score Presents on YouTube and then maybe type in the story of Odorex, you'll find it. It's also in my Instagram, uh, LinkedIn bio or whatever, and also on the Odorex page. So if you go on there, you know, one of the things that I wanted to really get across is that we're still learning. We're, We're figuring it out as we go, right? We don't know. I mean, look, back in the fall, we spent a bunch of money on advertising, not a ton of money couple hundred bucks maybe maybe a thousand bucks or so o- over the course of several months and we really didn't get many sales on it we got some but we didn't really know where they were from it, it could have been from a different sales um, a different excuse me a different uh... advertising that we did because we did have ads in a few different magazines too so we don't really know where the sale came from but you learn you live you try again as long as you don't make the same mistake again and again then you're going to keep rocking and rolling. I mean, you can't run out of money, but that's another thing we're looking at. What type of financing? What type of funding do we want? Um, you know, I was talking with a guy from the bank today, and, you know, it's it's going to be tough to get funding because we're such a new company, right? Banks, it's a, it's a major risk. Even if we put in X amount of our own money, like that's just the natural progression of things, right? You put in your own money, you get sales, proof of concept, proof that you can make money. And then people were like, oh, these guys have made money before. So if we give them money, we'll probably get our money back. You know, and I mean, obviously there's different types. I mean, people get funding from grants and, you know, and big investments from investors and things like that. You know, it comes in different ways, shapes, and forms. But you need that proof before someone's going to give you money, right? Because they're not just going to give you money. They want to see that they're going to get their money back. So that was that. And then um, we had uh, a meeting the other night where Mike and I, who's, a, who's our, our third partner, we were talking about our inventory, because something that kind of makes me a little bit nervous is inventory, because when we were getting our inventory initially, I was very clenched. <laughs> I remember when we first got our inventory at the end of September, it was late, it, um, it, it, it arrived, but it was late, I couldn't get a hold of our manufacturer, I was anxious I was calling him I was texting him I was emailing him I was getting our shipping people involved and eventually it got out right it was about two weeks late but it arrived and from there I am just anxious about it because like if we spend all this time and money waiting for our inventory to come in and then it comes in and it's messed up that's a problem but at the same time you know it's here so I don't need to worry about that anymore But now i got to think, well, we're reaching out to all these stores. I mean, we have across soccer, lacrosse, and hockey, we probably have well over 200 stores. Maybe not well over. We have well over 150 stores that that we're calling. And let's say, you know, we call all of them. We send samples to 50 of them across all three. And then of those 50, we get 10 people to buy, 10 stores to buy. If each of them buys 10 gloves, 10 times 10, that's 100. Okay, let's let's say a little bit more. If if, if uh, uh, it, well, whatever, you could do the math. You could figure it out. What if we run out of inventory? Is what I'm saying. You know, like what if the, a point comes where we get low on inventory, and then we have to repurchase. And then it's like, well, it, what what it, basically what we're trying to figure out is what point do we repurchase it at? To figure that out, you got to kind of figure out. Well, we know what our lead time is. It's like a math equation. You know what our lead time is. So you know, you know if we you need to figure out when you're going to run out of gloves. And then you need to backtrack the lead time on the next purchase, so that you know what reorder point is. And I was going through some numbers with Mike, and he's a smart engineering guy who knows a lot about equations. And we're going through it. I'm like, well, how many gloves have we been moving every month? And then we did the averages and whatnot. I was like, okay, so if we keep moving at that rate every month, it'll take X amount of months. He's like, well, you know, you're going to want to put it, you know, I'll do it in an equation. And I was like, oh. I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm doing what I shouldn't be doing. Like I'm doing things that I'm not qualified to be doing. Like I don't, I would never know to put this into an equation with a few different outlier sales here and there to deplete the inventory numbers. But we'll get a good estimate of, hey, we're going to run out of inventory in X amount of months. So we should reorder our inventory in this time and then you can start planning financially and then you can start saying all right well this is how much money we're going to need this is how much money we're going to get as an investment blah 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 you can figure it out from there so that's been really what's been going on with with Oderex recently and I'm excited I really am you know I was doing some numbers and you know, we're going to need to start selling gloves. I'll be honest. We got to start selling some gloves, you know and I mean? We're putting in some more of our own money, which is nice to keep the ship afloat, but it would be really nice to get a big sale next month or even this month before the month ends. I know we got a few days, but it's where we're at and it and it feels good. I mean, this is what we've been doing all that work for, right? You do all this work all this time. And now we're at the point where we just got to sell and that's all we're focused on. I was actually talking with Mike and he's like, if we would have went through with that other deal, with that other league, things would have been really hectic. And he's like, well, not that they're not hectic now. And I'm like, you know, I really don't think things are all that hectic. I think things right now are probably the most manageable they've been. I mean, we're focused on one thing, just selling. We're not worrying about buying more inventory, you know, not really. We're not worried about marketing because we're not really doing much marketing. We have have our graphic designer. He's pretty much our marketing budget. And then we have some other expenses here and there. But for the most part we're just selling. We're just focusing on bringing money in. And, and it's, I mean, like I said, it's, you do all that work and now we're here. Now it's to the point where you step up to bat and, and what's going to happen here. I mean, you're going to, you're going to take a few swings and misses maybe, but how much, how, how many more balls are you going to get? Huh? How, how many more, how many more dollars are you going to put in that vending machine for the, for the next pitch? So that's kind of where we're at, and I'm excited to see things, some things happen. And you guys are going to be right along with me as it goes on, and you're going to hear how the sales go and how they and how everything happens. So I appreciate you guys listening to this second episode here, of the Work in Progress podcast, the new reimagined, refocused Work in Progress podcast. And, uh, and that's it. I hope you guys maybe uh, were entertained or learned something from what I learned. I know I learned a lot this week, and I was glad to share it with you. So thank you for listening. That's this week's episode. I'm your host, AJ Bove, and thank you for listening to the Work in Progress podcast. I'll see you guys next week.